Um, so I went to meet my friend for her birthday um, on Friday and she created a little WhatsApp group with her and her sisters and then a couple of other people, some people that she lived with and, th and that's it. And um, we were doing karaoke, which I've never done before. So I was looking forward to that. Um, but she also said that we were then going to meet at 6.15 for drinks at this place in Soho. And then she followed it up by saying, I might not be able to make it there at that time because I have work and everything like that, but whoever's around. And I was in immediately conscious. I was like, I know I'll get there at 6.15 and nobody will turn up. So I messaged her to qualify. I was like, I, I could make it for 6.15, but uh, you know, I don't want to come if nobody else is going to be there. And she said, okay, cool. Maybe I'll change the time. But then she didn't say. And then I got into town around... 6.30, and I messaged saying, oh, I'll go check out the place now. I Nobody's probably there yet, but I'll go. And she was like, oh, I changed the booking time to, to 7.15. So I decided to get her a present of like some American candy and then go to the place. And then nobody sh showed up for 45 minutes. So I had to sit in this- Until like, eight. Yeah, I had to sit in this drink place <laughs> on my own. <laughs> like this really busy, cool margarita bar in like this empty, like a special, like hollowed out dining, like, <laughs> like nook with all of these first dates and stuff going on. And then this, this like couple on the table next to me who were looking angrily over the, that I had this really good table to myself. And the servers like thought it was cute at first, like, oh, you're here on your own. After 45 minutes, it was just incredibly awkward because they had just wasted the table. And then eventually my friends came um, and we did the karaoke, which was a very interesting <laughs> experience because I don't understand why people find it really fun. Like it, it was, it was really fun to see my friends having fun, but you just have to like stand in the front of the room and perform to each other, which I thought like, it's just so embarrassing. And then afterwards, um, I got in the car Uber with her sisters because we were gonna go hang out um, at her sister's flat and the others were hanging back behind. I got to her sister's flat and my friend never turned up. <laughs> Because somebody had, because she, she got caught up doing something. But then her younger sister fell asleep on the sofa. Her older sister, who's lovely but sensible, kind of was looking at me like, okay, maybe you should go. So then I had to travel all the way back from the southern side of London. <laughs> I'm alone waiting for my friend. Oh my it was a really deflating experience. And I think recently I've worried that like I, I don't um, go out and see my friends and stuff enough or like I don't put myself out there. And this was just like, it's fine. It's fine to, to not go out all the time because sometimes it does not go as you planned. Yeah, that sounds horrific. Mm. I also hate karaoke. I think that everyone who does karaoke, who likes it, is just because they want to sing. Yeah, I know that's kind of the impression I got. I think if you get to do creative stuff in your everyday life, I don't think that you need to do something like karaoke, but maybe if you have an office job or something a bit more corporate, it's like a bit more of a, a letting off steam type of thing. They just want an excuse to sing Adele. Mm. Have you listened to Adele's new song? Mm, Easy on really me. Really good. I don't think it is. Well, I've listened to a version of it that's slightly different, but I, I thought that it was quite good. I just find it slightly strange. I mm. find her, the whole like, because it's only one song, isn't it? Mm. And then the Instagram video she did of her singing along. <laughs> <laughs> I found it so embarrassing. Vocal Alfie talent. ruined it for me. He just ruined it for me with his show. You know, when he sang, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he would just screech. Was it hello? Yeah. Hello into the audience. Hello from the other side. Oh my God. Yeah, he yeah, would yeah, yeah, scream yeah. it into the audience to kind of make a joke about the fact that at Glastonbury, was it Glastonbury? She was really off key. And that, <laughs> oh that my God, yeah, I remember that, that joke. Just I remember that joke. And that the problem is everyone loves Adele. Everyone loves Adele. That's what makes her such an interesting cultural figure. Loves because her. She's, she's like such a, a character in, in, in uh, 
pop culture. Yeah. Really. And the truth is, I'm probably just jealous. Of course. I'm jealous that she's jealous like Adele. multi. She, she must be a billionaire. Of course. Yeah. So of she's course. a billionaire who now looks amazing. And I think I'm also slightly jealous of the fact that she gets to live pretty much outside of the public eye mm. because she established herself before social media was so much of a thing. She became super successful, doesn't need social media. But then whenever she decides to dip her toe back in because she's got a song to release, she like it's like she's the yeah. most important person. People in the were even saying that on the buildings. Did you see that? That in the city there was a few numbers dotted around on like projected onto the side of skyscrapers. Really? And a week before her album or her single drop, they were saying, "Is this a hint that Adele's next album is going to be called 30? <laughs> and it wasn't. I don't think. I don't think it was. <coughs> I don't have COVID. Don't worry. Um, but yeah, I found it really funny. Also, Gunther died. No. Gunther died. From friends? Yeah, he died. Died yet to, today, yesterday morning. And I saw it first thing in the morning on the news. And Margot looked over at my iPad and she said, "What? oh, there's Gunther. Because I let them watch Friends and I know I shouldn't, but I do. And um, yeah. That's so, so sad. sad. How did he die? Stage four um, prostate cancer. That's so yeah. awful. It's really sad. He didn't have a line for 33 episodes. And then obviously, because he was just, you know, sweet, he got... That's the merits of hanging on in there, yeah, isn't it? Exactly. That's the merits you can of all hanging learn on in from there. Gunther. We really can all learn from Gunther. Do you know what I mean? Make yourself just absolutely necessary to the people around you. I do think if you do hang on in there, eventually something good happens. I think so. I think Loyalty so. Loyalty does pay off in mm-hmm. the end. Doesn't doesn't work quite so well with, like, men. <laughs> if you hang around in there. <laughs> Loyalty. <laughs> They're going to find you annoying eventually if you just keep hanging around on in there. If they don't want you there. If they don't want you there. If they don't want you there. But, but you know, maybe as you grow older, mm-hmm. if you do hang on in there and just show that you're loyal and you still love them and you're going to wear maybe it does pay off eventually. Maybe. Maybe. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Finding out. <laughs> I just, you know, in the future, maybe. It's nice to think about. Mm. Um, are you, are you Jesse's not feeling very well today? I'm not feeling very well. I'm sick. Mm. No one ever believes me when I'm sick. I no, 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 no. Genuinely, you. I never get the sympathy I deserve when I'm sick from anyone. You maybe do, but it's like, ah. Oh, I Alfie, said so many times, I was like, I'm so sorry. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Alfie literally doesn't ever believe me. It's because I'm so efficient it's, yeah. and I do so much. Like, so even, and so, but I'm really struggling to do it. Yeah. And it's because you look so healthy all the time and because you're so capable. Other people when they're sick are like, you know, poor me, poor me, lying down in bed. <coughs> you don't really have that option because of the kids and everything like that. So I'm sorry that you feel I do, I feel you. so bad. I don't have COVID though. I kind of, not, I, I don't want to have COVID, but it would be nice if I had, you know, like a legit Something excuse. you could put it to instead yeah. of just like a wintertime illness. Yeah. Which sucks. Mm. Totally sucks. I'm so sorry No, about it's that. fine. I just think it's really funny that Alfie just doesn't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> It really doesn't. I, I I keep saying no. I do. I I do feel really sick. I do feel really sick. I really didn't see last night. Well, he said you wanted three kids. So <laughs> you wanted three kids. So you know. But I think part of this is because you got three kids. It's like no. It's because I'm sick. Mm, that's very every it's... single thing comes down mm. to. But you wanted three kids, which is true. Mm-hmm. So I don't have a leg to stand on. Yeah. No. I know. I mean, that is like a really good punchline that he has. But he always has to remember that he also has three kids too. So yes, I know. But if he had a choice. <laughs> You know, he loves them and he's incredibly, you know, he loves being a dad. But, you know, I I was the one petitioning mm, here mm. for the But children. he can't throw the you wanted three kids line in whenever he wants. I feel like you get, 
You, you I think he get, says it once a day. I think that you get a maximum of like, you can say that like five times a month and then he like, then he's done. That's his quota. Probably less than that. It's, ge- it's probably genuinely mo- up to five times a day. <laughs> but like the other day he, we had just sat down for dinner and I was starting to feel sick and I and tended a poo um, and I didn't want to move. And I said, you know, you should probably, because I can't move, you should probably change the nappy. And he, he just didn't. <laughs> He and he he said that, and I remember so clearly when I was pregnant. I was around six months pregnant, um, and he just said, "You know, I was serious when I said I'm not going to change a nappy. I was serious." And I said, "Yeah, I know, but you probably will, won't you? Probably will." And he has changed a nappy, to be fair to him, and he's very very good with baby. But he he has he's stuck to it. <laughs> he's really stuck to it in quite a lot of areas. I'm not painting a very good picture, but No, I know. Oh my god, people are gonna be in the comments furious about yeah. like Alfie being a terrible Yeah, but you example. know, it's a fem- it's quite a feminist thing. Mm. I I know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I knew I kn- I knew what I signed up for. If you set out certain conditions or an agreement, you know, the fact that he's sticking to his side of it whilst also being a good father as well in other ways, but maybe just doesn't like to change nappies, then I like, you know if if every choice that a feminist makes is a is a feminist choice, then that's very empowering. It it's it up, makes you claim little victories. So like when he does change an nappy or he does do something which is just like so lovely mm. for them, I do always think, oh, he didn't. That's a, that's a bonus. Mm. But then again, that you could you could equate that to like the unfair credit that men get for doing any childcare because of like the unspoken emotional labor and that women are just assumed to have to take on all of those responsibilities. If he's categorically said that I'm not doing those responsibilities, that is interesting to take into account. But like, it is, it's crazy that when men do a tiny little thing, you're like, oh my God. Yeah, honestly, anytime Ten hugs him and he loves him so much, I I almost cry with happiness just because the lot, it's just un... It, it it just it's so penetrating mm. when Alfie holds him. You can see how much Alfie loves him, and it's just it is like I've 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 cheated somehow. I'm you've like, brainwashed, I've, or like you you you've um yeah you swindled somebody's emotions that way. Yeah, like a love thief. Yeah, because so many people have said to me, oh my, I really want another one, but my my husband or my my boyfriend doesn't want another one, and um and that's it. Mm. That's like the end of a conversation. Yeah, the end, and 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 I'm always like. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but also, but you can you can say to them, you they don't have to ever change nappies. <laughs> or you can say to them, they don't have to do anything, and then you can trick them into loving the baby. But you can't really say that to someone you don't really know very well. Yeah, you have to say to that somebody who's on a level like you guys. Mm. Um, I don't know. I think that I think that he wouldn't actually have three kids if he truly didn't want to have three kids. No, He's I definitely a, a, a deep source of love and somebody that wants big families deep down in there because otherwise it wouldn't it wouldn't have happened yeah but he's obviously been resistant to it um at points and, and like thrown the not really resistant at all actually. i mean yeah, yeah i mean like really he can claim he's resistant i mean he it was it's been quite a quick turnaround mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's fine with it now definitely and he is good mm. um yeah I, I i have to be so careful because when i did this event the other day i definitely was really talking a lot about kids mm-hmm. and saying because somebody asked me about grief and stuff and how I I said I, you know because at the end of sunset there's like a you know light at the end of the tunnel and she was like how did you find light at the end of the tunnel as if I had found it oh. I didn't want to say it. I don't I have not found it <laughs> but so I kind of just joked and said having a baby yeah. having a baby has been 
a huge light at the end of the tunnel for me. And I feel really guilty because it's like some people can't have children, some people, you know, it's just something they want so much and then they can't have it. So I kind of felt so bad for just saying, oh, this is my cure-all to have a baby. But um, it has it has been. If it's, it really... if you're allowed to be honest about what's worked for you. And yeah. I feel like even though that is not the case for everyone, there there's a large um, like group of people that that would be something that would like really impact their life in a positive way. So, you're not meant to say that either. You're not meant to say, oh, you know, have a baby, it will cure your sadness. Yeah, <laughs> you can't even say that. But if that's how, like, you're allowed to give that advice and and hope that like like-minded people might take it. Not everybody is gonna yeah. you know, agree with that, but they can't get angry at you for just expressing your opinion. I know, but some people, you know, lots of lots of times when I have said things like this, you know, ther- if you therapy me, mm-hmm. you. Some people could argue, um, well, you know, you've just had kids to put a plaster on your pain and you're not really confronting it. And, and it is true. Like, so this morning we had, you know, a mini fight because we hadn't like been explicit about the time we were going to meet. And it is partly because I now panic, like honestly, you almost have a panic attack when I have a spare half hour, mm-hmm. like, even 15 minutes. I know, I know, I know. I cannot bear it because... It makes me suddenly when I don't have the kids with me. I mean, and I have this time that's meant to be just my. It's it's kind of it's either got to be like full of either like going like exercising, working, like doing something productive, doing a podcast, like something. If it's just me on my own, I know. it's like it's like I've been sent to prison. I know. I, I can tell. I cannot can tell. bear it. And so when I was in Serbia recently, I had this time. I took I took a whole suitcase of pencils, felt, scissors, um, you know, hobbies <laughs> to fill crafts. to crafts to fill this time because I was like I've got these three days. What am I going to do? What am I? And it's just I now realise oh it's because you're scared of being on your own. Can't be it. So I'm so probably further behind than you in certain areas because you've had time to sit with things and to be on your own. Sure. I feel like it's just so interesting the ways that it's affected us differently. You having to be a mother and look after young children whilst like a part of yourself has been shattered. That is like, it's more mature and more crazy grown up than I could ever imagine. I'm so glad that the only person I had to worry about was myself and I got to be self-indulgent and I got to look after myself. But you're right, I can, I'm fine with being on my own. I like, that's, and I actually am, I've got a lot better at being able to compartmentalise like thoughts about it and stuff like that because you've had less time on your own I'm sure that those things creep up on you easier when you are on your own because you're just not as used to it as I am well I know I completely disagree I think that it, I've had the easier route I've had the much easier like circumstance obviously it was horrendous to have to you know get up the next day and stuff with a two-year-old and a three-year-old yeah no three-year-old and a four-year-old two-year-old two and a four-year-old two and four yeah yeah um but at the same time, I had I had constant distractions. Sure. So I, I yeah, it's it's only becoming apparent now that I do have a little bit more time, mm-hmm. and it's just terrifying. Yeah. I find it terrifying. So it I, I have you know newfound respect in a way for you and That's how you can sit on your own. And our mom too. Like suddenly I'm like whenever I think of her on her own or you know even you on your own, I think oh god because I think of myself yeah. and how I handle things. I completely get that. And I used to feel exactly that way about our mom too. But I. It's, it's like, I, what grief is horrible is that it kind of robs you of your relationship with your close family members because instead of just being able to interact with them like normal people, you um, you worry about them constantly. Mm. You see them in a vulnerable way, 
you see your mother as like a smaller figure than she was. I see you as like a smaller figure. But I mean, maybe it is time. I never thought that it would make, get easier. I mean, it hasn't in so many ways. But I think that now we're two years on and we've had time to process and we've like moved on with our lives in small little ways. I am I am starting to be able to see her as just a person mm. now that can be on her own and you as a person yeah. that can be on her own. And that's, but it doesn't... I'm so grateful for that because I hated the feeling like I didn't have that same relationship with any of you. Yeah, it and did I, totally transform everything. And it's come back a little bit now, you know, which is But also great. the luxury of being selfish. Yeah. That's almost taken away because you suddenly are suddenly worrying about everybody. Totally. So when you do have that time on your own, so like when I, you know, was in Zerbrin's hotel room, like, what, what, what am I going to do now? Um, it's, it's hard for me to accept that it's okay to be on my own and to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's really hard to accept because if I'm gonna be if I'm gonna be now thinking about it, I should be like wailing and crying and like stuff like that. So it's it's really weird to, to have those moments where you're like, no, I actually am. A, I feel okay. Totally. That's t that's really a new you know a new sensation. Yeah. But is it part of the reason why then I struggle with like when I was sitting alone at this margarita bar for forty five <laughs> minutes? Not only like plus the extra half an hour or something from when like I didn't know that she had changed the booking and stuff and it was nice because I actually bumped into a couple of girls that were fans of the podcast. No way! Yeah, it was so sweet. One of these girls was on the train station. She must have looked like such a loser. It was so good. It's so shitty to go from such a feeling of like, oh yeah, oh okay, so I've been recognised from the fucking podcast to I'm the biggest loser in the world and I don't have a job, so that's why everyone's late because <laughs> they all have jobs. Anyway, this girl, this girl was listening to it, um, uh, listened to the podcast bumped into me on the train and she held up the phone to me and was like, ah! <laughs> was That's so, so nice. And um, I, I didn't know what she was doing at first and then I was like, oh, hi. So we had a little chat. She was called Rachel. Oh, um, she was hi, really, Rachel. really sweet. And then when I was walking to go get the sweets for my friends, I met these lovely pair of sisters. Um, and one of them was like a particularly big fan and we took the photos together. Oh. Um, and it was so sweet. And um, I, I basically, it was just, that was a really nice warm feeling and I was like wow like that's so nice that podcasters reach people and it's reached a pair of sisters and I that that makes me feel good about what I'm doing and then sitting in the margarita restaurant like I felt shrunk like honey I shrunk the kids honey I shrunk the baby <laughs> he's like, also died no what? Yes. don't say that no so the, do you remember they did a Disney series of honey I shrunk the kids they did a series of yeah. it on Disney channel with the guy who plays Lena Dunham's dad and girls yeah yeah he died Oh my god, I did see, yeah. I did see, I did see a Lena Lanza. Because that was part of my childhood too. Sorry to bring it down with the death stuff. Sitting in the Marguerite bar on your own. So, did you, do you now feel, and then also relating this to auditions and general work rejection stuff. So now I feel, again, annoyed at grief because I can't sit in a Marguerite bar on my own waiting for friends who haven't turned up or uh be hanging on for a part for weeks and weeks and weeks or be waiting to hear yes or no about something that's going to be developed on Oxford TV or like you know I can't now get normal little life upsets mm -hmm. that we would have had before without blaming Ben and in in part exactly because when I was sitting there being like such a fucking loser and it's so sweet because my friend the one that invited me is that kind of person who like is so beautifully like messy and, and late for things but you can't get annoyed at her because you know that it's not intentional and she apologizes so nicely but before that happened and I was sitting there on my own not only did I feel like a loser because it's like oh my god I'm there. like I'm clearly the only one with nowhere to be so whatever but I was also like this isn't what I should be doing do you yeah. know what I mean like I I feel already like I'm so shit at socializing and like everyone else my age is having fun and 
here I am sitting alone in a margarita bar, like, because everybody is out doing more exciting things than me. But I also felt like the pressure of knowing that somebody you love died young and that that just like life can just stop like that. It makes you feel so bad about wasting an hour like on a Friday night. Not that I don't have fun and not that I don't do nice things, but it just makes you overthink. And I was sitting yeah. there like, what the fuck am I doing? What the fuck am I doing? This is, God, he would be so annoyed at me yeah. for being for doing this and feeling bad about myself and, and feeling like a loser, but I can't help it. It's like, it just makes yeah. you totally overthink everything. I know, and when people do shitty stuff to me or us, I'm like, do you know what happened? Yeah, yeah, exactly. How dare you? <laughs> exactly. Because if something had happened like that to them, I would be like pussyfooting around them. Sure, I sure. would never be late for them. Yeah. I would never not reply to a text yeah. or something like that. So I always get, so everything has changed. Every single situation now has a different meaning and yeah. perspective. Um, and the same thing with work. It's kind of, the good things happening seems implausible. Mm-hmm because the worst things happen. So the idea that you can get a pass, mm-hmm. which other other actresses would be like, I deserve that, mm-hmm. so that should be coming my way. It's something that's almost like I'm hitting away with a tennis racket being like, no, no, <laughs> that's not for me anymore. <laughs> you know, it, because it, it, I just can't imagine now things being either easy or justified or like, or yeah, yeah, everything is twisted. Like I still, I still, I, feel that like life is capable of happiness and giving you good things and that hard work can pay off and stuff like that but there's like this fear this underlying fear underneath everything I it's why my emotions change so quickly it's like why you know I went from having a great day on Friday and feeling really good and positive about stuff and feeling so warmed by these people that listen to the podcast to then within two minutes just feeling like <laughs> a little I, I, this is just the, like how what a sham that I thought like things were going well for me. This is just <laughs> obvious that it's not going so well. And it's this that the quickness that that can yeah. change, I feel like has to come from this underlying sense that it's not going to be all right. Because mm-hmm. something so awful did happen, you just, the second that something goes a little bit bad, you're like, oh my God, it's all going to go bad. I genuinely live each day like I'm ready to be tricked. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to find out that I've been played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like this I'm is a constant punk. This is this is all been a big old episode of Jackass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that's not the right show, is it? Jackass. <laughs> I did never I, it was my favourite show and I still feel embarrassed saying it. Oh I yeah, can't yeah. say it. Jackass. Oh my god, Bam Margera. Mm-hmm. He's not aged well. But he has a son called Phoenix, which is a very we good We love name. that. That's nice. Um Brian Dunn died. Ryan Dunn died. We can't no 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 we can't. It's too sad to hear all of these like iconic TV legends. Johnny Knoxville. Oh my god. I used to fantasize about Johnny Knoxville. Mm-hmm. I love him and he had a daughter's name tattooed on his chest, Madison. That's really cool. It's really cool. That's really cool. And that really was before cool. tattoos were, you know, really fucking cool. Definitely. Well, tattoos have always been cool, but you know how everyone has a tattoo now. Yeah. Oh, I saw a lady on the tube with a tattoo of a spider, a big old spider on her neck. Uh, I was like, who hurt you? <laughs> Honestly, like, why are you trying to scare people? Maybe she just loves Spider Man. She thinks she, maybe know, she's got superpowers. Maybe you know one of the questions that we got asked is, um, do you identify as feminist? <laughs> I was like, obviously we both do. Pushed about Adele. <laughs> How funny that people need to ask us that. God, we must give off the impression that we're like, just I don't even know. Quite hey, this is really controversial, but somebody once um, messaged me, um, asking me to go on their quite famous feminist podcast. <laughs> And at the time, I was just stupid and uneducated and stuff, and I, I genuinely just 
got the message and she was she I sent I think I sent a reply within one minute so I had not thought about it and I replied she was like do you hey Jesse do you want to come on our podcast um do you identify as a feminist and I replied no really. <laughs> <laughs> um I don't think I identify as a podcast um so as a feminist <laughs> I'm sorry, no, I oh my god that would be the most <laughs> That would be the most 2021 thing for somebody to be like, I actually identify as a podcast. <laughs> it's like, I'm informative to, to my friends and family, and that's, that's all I am. Well, I didn't say that, thank God. That I was like, um, hey, yeah, um, I don't think I identify as a feminist, um, but yeah, I'd love to come on. No response. Oh my God, that is And now I realise so it's because funny. it's so offensive for me to say, you know, after everything that women do and have fought for, that I don't identify as one. But at the time... You didn't understand what that what the implications of that were. Yeah, exactly. I, of course, I'm a feminist. I, I live as a feminist. I have... I don't make... I don't make up for do anything. Because <laughs> I'm capable of doing it myself. Sure. I don't think I'm going to get sure. married. I have three kids. I work. I, you know, I we have such a strong mother figure. Mm-hmm. You know, but at the same time, I'm vain. I just bitched about Adele. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm... We've obviously I, said some things that, like... Uh, and, you know could not be well like inflammatory to this idea that like in order to be a perfect feminist that you can't <laughs> criticize women i think women are just as capable of being fucking bitches if i'm being honest but i think that is true feminism mm-hmm. we're fighting for equality aren't we with everyone in the world and therefore for things to be truly equal you got to bitch about everyone i'm sorry and i'm I sorry time, i didn't realize that this <laughs> the, the famous uh, it was called it was the guilty feminist podcast <laughs> i can't believe she did this one <laughs> that's so um, funny that's I, so funny I oh was, my god what yeah, year was that it was it was maybe like four years ago love five that years, that's juicy goss i um i now realize that the podcast is so up our alley yeah um, you know, with what they say, you know, I, I, I'm a feminist, but I also, sure, you know, sure, sure, bitch sure. about Adele or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought maybe it'd be fun if we could just take a little look at some of these yeah. questions. And most of them were about creative work, being sort of freelance, a lot of people asking how to get into acting. Um, we have no advice for how to get into acting. None at all. None so advice. please stop asking. There's no... We are not role models. <laughs> exactly. I mean, come on. Especially since one guy was like, do you have any plans to ever be on TV, TV again? It's like... Hmm, that's a bit of a head scratcher. No, I think I've decided to never, never actually get any acting work ever again in my in my life. That was yeah. my plan. It's a horrible industry. Stay yeah. away from it. Yeah, that's it's all we a want very, to say. It's a very brutal. You get brutalized out here. Okay, that's why you got to do podcasts. It's, no, it's fun when you're doing it, but you don't do it very much. And I think unless there's a, you know, I I can now see fifteen years later, there has been a few parts which I was the right person for Mm -hmm. and I was lucky to get them but they are very few and far between yeah and there are so many people who do acting it's always something really important to remember so many production companies too so many producers Mm. so many directors it's like all fighting for a spot it's 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 just it's like it's not to say it's oversaturated therefore don't join not at all I mean not stay out just don't don't even try please I lost my younger brother two and a half years ago, so I feel a lot of comfort listening to yours and Jesse's podcast and just wondering what you do on bad grief days to make yourself feel better. I do a few things, but I would like to hear your take too. Uh, we don't, we don't have to answer. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, what do you think? Um, I have 
no idea. Yeah, no I don't. Idea. I don't have anything to make myself feel better. But I mean, obviously, because of the kids, it means that I, you know, I just there's nothing I can do about it. Mm. It's just so shit. You just breathe through it and like breathe through it. Oh my god, that sounds <laughs> so pretentious. I'm not Gwyneth Paltrow, um, but I think that you accept that it's going to take as long as it takes, and then then you slowly start to feel better. There's certainly not a set activity I do no. to make that easier. I um, I was actually having this conversation with our mum yesterday um, because I said something along the lines of, well, it's just ruined now, isn't it? Everything is ruined. Um, and she was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that almost makes me feel better because once you accept that everything is kind of ruined, uh all you can do is make the best of what you still have. Totally. And I, I definitely do live like that. Yeah. I do live each day thinking this is this is hell. This yeah. is absolute hell. And yeah. So the basically, only- yeah, just accepting like there's not a thing that you can do to make it better. Maybe that's the thing. Yeah, I don't think there's anything I do to make it feel better. Um, another question. A happy question. Yay. <laughs> another question is any advice for a broken heart? The thing is, before Ben, the closest I got to grief was having a broken heart. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I was in Bristol filming Trollied and me and Alfie were broken up and I found out for the first time that he had fucked all these other women um, while we were broken up, so he hadn't cheated me. Um, But technically, it felt like he had cheated on me because I I genuinely thought that we were going to get back together any day and I still felt that we were together. I remember hyperventilating and my heart actually hurt and I felt nauseous the entire time. And that is almost exactly how I feel with Mm. grief. So how did you make yourself feel better with the broken heart then? I, I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) How do you, I just find it so funny when you watch Friends and you see them with, you know, Haagen-Dazs. Yeah, 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 which is so cheesy, isn't it? It just, that's not what Ice happens. Ice cream would not be the thing I reach for anyway. It would obviously be a jumbo pack of quavers. But even that doesn't make you feel better. I mean, I guess the crunching and crunching the, the in and, and, and out. having something to do. Mm. Oh, so that crisps. Makes, that makes me want crisps ice cream is, is the answer. Crisps would be the answer. Mm. But maybe also a bit of ice cream as well. Like just to finish it off. Like sometimes that could be nice. Mm. When was the last time you ate a whole tub of ice cream? I think I've eaten the top of like that Halo top, that low calorie one. Oh yeah. Relatively recently. How many calories is that? Like, That's like 300. Mm. Bargain. Easy peasy. Excuse me. <laughs> I can fucking do that. Clean up. That's a keto Toilet. bar. I mean, easy peasy. Excuse me. But last time I ate a proper tub was when we were living, um, uh, when I was in sick form, when we were living in the household together when Dottie was first born. <laughs> and I ate uh, two Jumbo Dominoes and then a tub of um, Ben and Jerry's. Two whole pizzas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then stuff. Oh, is them. that when you did the cutting up? No, 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 no. no. Oh. That was years later. I've oh. adjusted my techniques. Um, this was I to get rid of the pizza boxes without our mum finding out because I would order the pizzas very late at night so that she couldn't know. Um, I would stuff them um into this bin in the back of this little patio that was rented, so it was a bin that I didn't know. And then I would pour hot water on top of the pizza boxes, and they slowly piled up. And I was like, they're gonna disintegrate at some point. It's like a, it's like when you put a human body in acid in one of those shows. It's gonna happen. Um, so I was we found up, them. I was pouring boiling water on these pizza boxes and they were slowly <laughs> building up until one day our mum like found like ten completely dry, just misshapen pizza boxes and she was like, What's going on? <laughs> I really I didn't know that they were that absorbent. It's good to know for anyone out there. Better to cut them up into little pieces. So 
You ate two pizzas. Yeah, because Jamie, um, he had one bite of his and then he got a huge bit lodged in his throat. Oh, I and he had to go to hospital. He had to go to hospital because he mm. got it trapped in his in his um in his esophagus. And I decided to eat his pizza while he was at the hospital for that because he has um acid reflux. Mm-hmm. So I had two pizzas. And Hagen does. And ha- I, I was I, Ben and Jerry's. It was Ben and Jerry's fudge core. Fudge core. I don't know how you did that. I just yeah. don't. That's amazing. Yeah. That like, stomach capacity is yeah, yeah, remarkable. Yeah, yeah. And I remember falling asleep on the sofa. And when I woke up, I felt like I had been drugged. Mm. Like the amount of shit that I had just eaten. Oh. Whoa. Good times. Yeah. So maybe do that if you get your heart broken. I reckon be- we, this could be a binge eating podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> If you could be on Succession, but only have scenes with one character, who would it be? That's Kieran one. Culkin, come Kieran Culkin. on. Kieran Culkin, obviously. I, and to, to be honest, I now realise why I'm so obsessed with him. It is because he is, he is Ben. I know, that's exactly I know, what I was but saying. I was, I, I went through his wife's Instagram, and you could only find his wife if you really know how to find his wife. I went through his wife's Instagram, like, since, like, as, 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 as far back as she had Instagram. They just had another baby. They've, they've got now a, ba- a baby boy, a baby girl. I know about her birth. Why do I know so much about Kieran Culkin's wife? And that, then I realised it's because it's like I'm looking at Ben. Yeah. It's how I feel whenever I see Andy Samberg as well. Andy Samberg, I can't. I tried to do the thing on Netflix, which I wish you could, you know on Spotify how you can mute a song, mm-hmm. um, which I kind of regret doing because then you can't really unmute them. You, you can't find them to unmute. <laughs> to then find them out. You can never live to listen to jazz again. Mm. No, you know, it's like the awful songs. But anyway, I tried to hide Brooklyn 99. Yeah. So I can't see Ben every time I go onto Netflix. And you they can't. literally have the same face. It's crazy. You can't. Crazy. You can't mute a Netflix thing. No, you can't. You just can't. So Kieran Culkin, because he fulfills something dark He's and painful. such a good performer. He is almost the same character in everything he does. Mm, but mm. his character is so I like great. that character. I, I like that character. That character. Yeah, He's fantastic. Did you have you watched series? Have you watched episode one? We watched episode yeah. one. Yeah. Oh my God, you can watch episode two today. <gasps> is that out? Is that out? It's out today. Yeah. Oh my God. I know it's just so good. I don't know if I just love it so much. I'm being blind to you know its flaws, but I think it is brilliant. Mm. Arguably mm. brilliant. What is an awkward memory that pops up from time to time, making you cringe? So many. So. I mean, many. I have spoken about how I vomited on the art foundation. I was at a cool art foundation. And we went abroad to, I think, Lisbon. And we had to go in a, a coach. I was sitting next to someone I fancied. I vomited. I vomited because I was hungover. Everyone had to evacuate the bus. We had to stand on the side of the road for a long time. That is more, definitely more embarrassing than anything <laughs> I've ever done. And anything everyone kept saying, done. the smell, the smell. <laughs> No wonder I don't drink now. Yeah. God, no wonder. That's such terrible that's experiences. That's weaseled its way deep into your psyche. The shame, the shame. I think that, to be honest, any embarrassing memory that I have that is similar is because of alcohol too. I think that alcohol truly is a hauntingly awful thing in that sense, in the way that it can make you wish that you could peel off your own skin yeah. because you're so embarrassed. And I haven't luckily had an experience like that in a long time, but it's just almost not worth it, is it? Almost not worth it for the embarrassment. And no one remembers anything. I mean, they remember, they will remember things like that, though. Another embarrassing memory, which is actually a bit more tragic, is when I was about eight and I was accused of bullying in year, I was in year four and, oh no, year three. 
and I was on my way to swimming training and I opened the door in my swimming hat because I my mum made me get into the swimming hat before we went so I opened the door to see this girl and her mum and her baby sister and I was like oh here because I obviously hadn't bullied her so I was friendly I was and, and I was in my, I was like oh no I'm swimming and the mum was like can I speak to your mother please where's your mother and I went oh um mommy come and Lizzie was just standing there like because she knew she was fucking lying and the mum basically proceeded to say your daughter has been bullying my daughter oh and obviously mummy then was like so worried that I had bullied this child which I hadn't and I was just standing there. She was putting you. Yeah, I was standing in my fucking swimming hat, looking like an idiot. My tie-dye swimming hat. <laughs> I I think that transformed me. That experience actually. That's so awful. And now, whenever I see Margot in her swimming hat, I think you're not a bully. Somebody asked about your thoughts on the newest season of You. I haven't watched oh it yet. Oh my god, you have to. You have to watch it. Let's do. We'll do a podcast about you. But what, what's what's like a what's the headline? That it's implausible. Have? It's stupid. Mm. It's like fucking stupid. I saw the funniest video <laughs> on TikTok of the lead actress in it. What's her name again? Victoria Pedretti. Vi- I mean, I didn't realize that a person could be that pretentious. I didn't she's, realize she's that she's pretentious. Oh my god, I have to see. Oh my god, oh my god. She's, I have to you know, now. she's your age. She's your age. It makes me feel sick. Doesn't that make you feel sick? It makes me feel sick. Oh. That's my phone. That's my phone. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, got my life together. Another question was, are we? Uh, are you sad about the fact that Maura from Love Island has broken up with her Strictly Come Dancing boyfriend, Giovanni? I only know this because I've only just got into Strictly Come Dancing. I mm. wasn't into that episode of Love Island. Mm. Um, he's so lovely. And he's dancing with Rose, who's the actress in Resenders Who's Deaf. And so they're having to learn everything through numbers. That's amazing. So they're, um, and they're, they're so good. Wow. Yeah, and so he's lovely. Maybe he's fallen in love with Rose. Maybe. Or maybe apparently because he doesn't want to settle down. Well, who would? You know, who if would? you've got that body and you're a dancer. Exactly. You've got Strictly. Dance the night away. You've got the world <laughs> at your feet. You have to get into Strictly. It's I know the so thing is, it's like the same with Great British Bake Off and Strictly. I feel the same way where it's like, unless you unless you remembered when it was starting and stuff like that, you and then you realise it started after a few episodes have already been out, it's like you're, you're behind, you're lagging behind somehow but I think I might try and actually watch a couple of episodes of Strictly this season because you, have you, you to, make it sound you amazing you have to and also Tilly Ramsey Gordon Ramsey's daughter and yeah. Alfie does a funniest impression of Tilly <laughs> of Gordon saying Tilly yeah. I, I don't know really <laughs> anyway she got called fat I know by Steve Allen and from LBC I know yeah she got called fat and then she did the most beautiful dance um and she got basically all tens, which no one has done. And then she got through first. And it was just so embarrassing because I know that that might have been chance. But mm. it was, I think it was basically the BB saying, sorry, we called her fat. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Let's yeah, just be extra nice to her. Def- it's like, it was like on Love Island when they kind of, they the producers clearly said something to Faye about after the fight with Teddy. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm, yeah, they, they, yeah, yeah. they know when the public is annoyed. And then That's still they right at the top of your memory, isn't it? It's right up here. What, are, they, are they together still? Everyone's still together. Not? Everyone's still together. Everyone. I know. Kaz and um, Tyler, amazing Instagram couple. So strong. Uh, Millie and Liam are still together. Very basic and boring as to be expected. Yeah, they just um, moved in together. I saw that one. They've just moved in together? Yeah. Wow. That's cool. That's mm. cool. Faye and Teddy still together. Who knew? 
who else was there? Chloe and Toby, they're, they're the best. They do really funny Instagrams together. They even do TikToks together. Do they? They're my like, favourite. what kind of TikTok? Chloe's become an ambassador for um, JD Sports or like, oh, or right. Adidas. An ambassador. Yeah, yeah, So she like does all these sportive photos, but she has, she's so dumb. She has no idea how to like be an influencer. So her posts come across as surprisingly refreshing because she'll be standing in like a cringy position wearing like she obviously looks amazing she obviously really really works out and like looks after her body but she does like the most basic caption like hey everyone i'm nice to see you like she's just <laughs> it's so nice because she hasn't like been corrupted yeah oh that's so nice it's so nice it's so nice um okay well no we should definitely use some uh dissecting of you because it is really interesting Oh my god, I would love to. Yeah, is it good enough to actually sit through the whole season? Yeah, well, I, I, well, when I was in Serbia, I watched seven episodes basically back to back. Nice. Uh, it was a great time. It's really, it's really just good shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And also, I think Penn Badge, Brad, Badgley, Penn Badgley, I love him. He just seems very intelligent. Yes, yeah. and he's now a producer on it, and he's married to Domino Kirk. I know. Who's a doula? Doula, my She's god. She's a doula. Uh, yeah, I, I think the fact that he's so involved, it, it has made it good. And now that he's a father, yeah. there's an added element of, you know, there's... Warmth there. Yeah. He doesn't seem too obsessed with the spotlight. I mean, even though he was in Gossip Girl as well. So, like, he couldn't be more famous, really. But he seems, like, really nice. He seems like a down-to-earth person. Why have they remade Gossip Girl? I know. This infuriates me so much. Why can't they just make new shows? And you know what? You know my first um, show that I had in development was called Bump. Yeah. It was about a girl trying to have a baby by sperm donation. Guess what's on the BBC homepage right now? What? A show called Bump. No. About a woman, well, about a girl, a young g- woman who has a baby. I. That's so unfair. I know, I know. Obviously, it's a slightly different um, story, but I just find it, it just makes me feel sick. I'm sorry, Jesse. That's no, it's fine. Such, such a shitty thing. No, there'll be something called Sunset next, won't there? Well, I mean, now that we're on Patreon, I can say this job that I've been auditioning no. for for the last six weeks. No, 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 nothing bad has happened. But I'm just saying how funny, given that our Patreon viewers especially know that I recently almost had a job, was told I had a job, and then they were filming outside my building. <laughs> the same thing has happened again recently, not with the bad part yet, as in like I've been auditioning for something six weeks, had all these chemistry reads, have been told that I'm the only person for the role. If it happens to me twice in a row, like I think I'm like, like shave my head like Britney. I think I might shave my head like Britney. It's very damaged anyway, probably be good for it. So I think you can start some kind of petition. I'll be like, casting directors all need to be castrated. <laughs> no, I think it should be something like honesty within the industry. Some mm-hmm. form of petition to make it not okay to have people's lives put on hold. And misled. For weeks and weeks and weeks. Mm. To be used as a guinea pig for other actors as a springboard, which is basically what you've been doing. Yeah, because you're yeah. so good. You've been bought in because you're good for other actors to bounce off you probably you might have the part but if you don't Mm. get it Mm. i do think we should start a petition oh we're gonna start a petition and all of you are too you're all gonna be involved we're gonna gonna sign up get bb we're gonna have a big old protest and also we're also gonna do a response episode to the patreon comments comments about who was right in the fight because you were all on my side which i just think is lovely it's un (laughs) fucking believable un fucking believable you all were very supportive of me and I'm grateful and you are right in your opinion. There were a couple that were on BB's side, but it just shows that you you clearly are simpletons. You can't understand the context, <laughs> the real depth of context that was uh, present in that fight. It was my favorite comment not my fault. was actually probably the most astute, which was from episode one, 
the foundation of the podcast, we set up, like they say in relationships, yeah. how you are in the first few months is how you are going to be for the rest of your relationship. And it's almost what happened with our podcast because we set it up. I was kind of higher status than you. You asked questions because you didn't, you were nervous mm -hmm. and that was your very clever tactic of, you know, content. Mm -hmm. And so from that moment on, you've been the one to ask questions and I've been the one to talk. You go on on like intelligent little rambles and then I say something stupid. We've, that's what we do. And um, somebody said, you know, it's just that it wasn't that Jesse doesn't ask you questions. It's just that's not the way you set up the podcast. Sure. Which I stand by because I do want to hear about her fucking holiday. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, something she did. I do want to hear about that. But, you know, it's it's like it's no, not no. something that no, I that was an to. astute comment. Yeah, I think the dynamic de definitely like and we you know we're also very strong personalities and and we're always going to be that way. You know? But also you're much more, you can see Bibi's emotion on her face. Like one, and you, and I know, I on that day, I remember thinking, I know she has suddenly gone. You just, you just like, you just lost it. You were annoyed and it just, it was over. I know, but then I tried to bring it back because I thought to myself, no, we've done this much and like Jesse's come all the way here. We've come all the way here, whatever. I remember thinking to myself, like, <laughs> I do feel slightly like thrown, but, I've got to do, but then you, then then you, you set sail. I was like, bye bye. You were already, you were already floating away. Bye. To sea. <laughs> it was so, it was but also, so funny. it showed goes to show you a few weeks on. How many weeks on now? You have done more gigs or whatever, and that's what you were annoyed about was the fact that I was bringing it up kind of abruptly. Yeah. But now that you're in a more secure place, and you're feeling more confident in yourself. You would respond totally different to that question now. Sure, sure, sure. It's because I was embarrassed to talk about it without it sort of, not that it deserves importance as a topic, but like just with delicacy, because it's something I was still feeling very embarrassed about. Mm. I just didn't, like, I, I just wasn't ready to talk about it so suddenly like that without thinking about it first and stuff like yeah. that, which I get is a very <laughs> silly thing. I really thing. want to just clip it up and see when you say that. So I went on holiday and <laughs> just see my face like. Literally Jesse's brain switch off into airplane mode. Like I'm not dealing with this. <laughs> I'm not. Mm -mm, like, no, it's just, it, you know, I don't, I, it's not that I don't care about your holiday. It's just that I was just thinking, what what should we be talking? I'm constantly worried doing a podcast. It's not a relaxing experience for me. <laughs> oh, nor me. Nor me. No, but I want it to be. Yeah. Like, I want it to like. I want to. I want to be relaxed doing it. But every single time, I'm. I constantly feel like you're about to bitch about Adele, aren't you? Yeah, Stop bitching about Adele. <laughs> Stop saying that stuff about Adele. Why do you say that stuff about Adele? I know. It's, it's, it's honestly, it is so panic inducing. It really does raise one's blood pressure <laughs> every time. Every single time, it's like, no, I said something. <laughs> I know, we have to walk in with our tail between our legs. Good direction, so you need to edit this bit. Sorry, I bitched about Adele yeah. again. Anyway, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. We'll talk, yeah. In a proper yeah, yeah. way. We'll, and we'll, we'll talk about, about we'll BB's talk about. new jeans. <laughs> oh, fuck you. Fuck you. Okay, just because I'm not a millennial who's obsessed with skinny jeans, this is not even a flare. It's a straight cut jean. No, okay, it's good. it's it doesn't. Good. I already feel bad about it. Okay, I already no. feel insecure. But you know, I think that they work. They're nice and high waisted. Yeah, they're high waisted. I'm sure now I've looked down. This has probably been <laughs> such an unflattering angle. 
the whole time. I just looked down now and I thought, oh, that was the wrong way to be sitting. Did the I whole give thing. you that t-shirt or have you just taken it? And no, also I know the me. last time you babysit, you went up and searched through my clothes yeah. and then left them by the door waiting to take them later, but you forgot <laughs> to take them, didn't you? <laughs> That's because they're my clothes that you but took. You got me that dress for my birthday. Um, the daisy dress. Yes, I got you the daisy dress because I was just going to borrow that. <laughs> the black dress was mine. I know, to be fair, that was yours, yeah. I sh- that was my bad. I was going to steal the clothes covertly and I accidentally left them by your door yeah. and forgot to bring them. So that was my bad. <laughs> She's a sneaky bitch. Yeah. is the moral of the story. I'm hungry, bitch, too. Okay. See you soon. See you soon, pa- Patreon. See- <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to be doing a cake video soon for Donnie and Ted's birthday cake. Yeah. Big, so, big cakes. Three cakes. It's going to be a bamboozly big And Halloween banana. snacks. Halloween and snacks. Halloween snacks. Buying some light cheese. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> gross. Stuffing the light cheese with blueberries. Okay. We're okay, done. Okay, <laughs> okay, We're done okay, now. Okay. Bye. Okay.